We're glad you're joining us here at Common Thread Online. This is a recording of our community gathering as we do each week to think together about the spiritual journey. At the end of the lesson, we open the floor for discussion, but we'd love to hear what you're thinking as well. On our website are directions to download our app. Once you have it, join the group. What are you thinking? We'd love to connect with you there. Six months now moved in. There are a few small projects that remain, but they are not expensive, so we can actually begin to think about where we are financially. I did a lot of work this week that I am not good at. <laughs> it was a math week, and so I was trying to wrestle numbers into a story that I could understand and a story that I could explain to you. So here's the story. We have $41,000 less than we had on October 30th, 2022, the day before we started moving in process. Now, of that $41,000, $25,000 went to moving expenses, which was $10,000 more than we thought we were going to spend. We thought we could just unplug all of the equipment that we had in the old room, We'll plug it back in when we got here, but because of the shape of the room and the way the stage goes, uh, especially because of the outdated electrical in the room, we couldn't just do that. Someday, I hope we can buy some equipment for the live stream because Sundays do not translate online. We know that this is true. Do not translate online as well as they did before the move. But that's another day. And you all who do tune in online, we're actually going to ask you for the money. We're going to try and raise that money from you. So 25000 of the 41000 that we are behind is due to what it cost for us to move in. The other 16000 is from below projected giving over the last six months. <clears throat> now, during that same period of time, people did give $11,000 to the Sarah Youth Fund. So our total wasn't actually off by that much, but that money can only be used for the purposes for which it was giving. That didn't go into our regular budget. So $41,000 behind where we were October 30th, 25,000 of that is moving expenses, 16,000 of that lower than projected giving. Here's some good news. We don't have to worry about that first number. We don't even have to think about the $25,000. Years ago, when Scott became our treasurer, he brought a lot of experience to the endeavor. Uh, he had been on the boards of, of many, and he had been the treasurer of many nonprofits before he got here. And so as soon as he got here, one of the first things that he did was insist that our board create an emergency fund. And we, he made sure that we knew how to do it and how it ought to go, so that there was enough in it and there was not too much in it. Not too much, he insisted, because a nonprofit exists for the purpose of their mission, and the mission is not to be sitting on cash. But enough because he had seen too many nonprofits fail in their mission because they didn't set aside sufficient emergency reserves. So he gave us a rule of thumb, and we've been following that rule of thumb kind of without thinking about it. We just put it in place, and then we just kept doing it every month. Rule of thumb is first, Keep the equivalent of one month's expenses in the operating account. Rule number two is keep three to six months' expenses in a savings account. And given our community's financial stability over the long time that we have been together, he fudged us closer to the three than to the six. So here's why that matters now. In the year before we moved, we were focused on finding a new home. So focused 
that we didn't do a lot of the things that we would normally do during the course of the year. And because we didn't, our expenses were lower than budget for about a year. And our giving was a little bit elevated because we were giving extra toward the not knowing when or where or uh, where we're going to go or how much it's going to cost. We were giving a little bit more toward uh, the move when it would come inevitably. So by the time we got to October 30th, we had accumulated more savings than our rule of thumb. Interestingly, about $25,000 more. <laughs> and now we have moved and now we have spent the money that it took to move, and now we are right at our rule of thumb emergency fund. The move is done and dusted. <laughs> you got to love financial planners. I think God does. I think God loves financial planners better than the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> but the $16,000, however, we need to think about that together. It turns out, if you took that out over the six months, that's about 10% uh, lower than our budgeted giving, our projected giving. Math. I did some math this week. Now, of that 16,000, about half of it was due to longtime donors who moved away. Now, many of them had started moving away at the very beginning of the pandemic, and so they had three years to move away. But during the pandemic, uh, they kept on giving partly because we were all online, but partly because they were helping us get through a crisis. Uh, I was talking to Trey about our numbers, and he was telling me about a recent survey that he'd read, and it turns out that for churches our size, we beat the curve. The average has been a 15% decline, so a lot of churches that folded during the pandemic, we did not face that kind of trouble. So half of it, longtime donors who uh, moved away. The other half of below uh, budgeted giving or below projected giving was a combination of factors. The first of that combination is some people did not come back from the pandemic or they did not make the move to this side of town when we moved. We monitor our directory pretty closely. Uh, you're going to start having people ask you if you're not in the directory, please get in the directory because that's how we wonder after you. We wonder how you're doing by looking through the directory. I do that, I look through it all the time. And here's something looking through the directory that I noticed about those who did not come back. Disproportionately, those who did not come back from the pandemic were lifetime churchgoers people who had been in church all of their lives. Now, again, I do not know what that means, but it did make me laugh a little bit. <laughs> it happened. It's also true that people show up fewer Sundays per month than they did pre-pandemic. I think two years of church on the couch changed our sensibilities. <laughs> the actual number of not comebackers is not that high, but they were consistent donors. Uh, maybe that's what Lifetime Church does for you, but anyway, they were. And so now here we are, 10% below our budget projections. So what are we going to do? <coughs> In the past, here's what we've always done. We've just lowered our expenses. We do not dun people for money. It is not our way. But here's the thing about that strategy at this particular time in our community's life. We have two kinds of expenses, fixed expenses and discretionary. The fixed are like rent and insurance. We, our fixed web expenses have gone way up since the pandemic. We spend on computers and we spend on apps and programs. We spend regularly helping people who are in, uh, facing financial trouble. 
We pay our one-week dues, we buy books, we buy supplies, we buy food, we buy microphones when they break, we buy equipment when it stops working. There's not much wiggle room in our fixed expense category. Our variable expenses is primarily people's time. Here's the thing. We have always been frugal. The dollars that you give, the dollars that I give, they are a solemn trust and we work very hard to not waste them. Now that our buffer is gone, if we keep coming in below projected giving, we're going to do what we always do. We're going to cut expenses. What that will mean is saying no to some things that we have said yes to, and in our case, that's going to be people's time. We are, at heart, a volunteer organization. Communal organizations like churches have always been, if we did not have strong volunteers, we would not exist. People often think when they come to our church that there is a they that runs common thread. <laughs> but there is no they, there is only us. We make community happen. Now I think that people think that there is a they because we have great volunteers. We have a lot of people who love and serve our community. But even with our gifted volunteers, there are some things that need more consistency than volunteering seems to have been able to sustain. So, several years ago, our board created a structure of small stipends. They are not enough to pay people for their time. They're more a way of saying thank you. Thank you for consistency. Thank you for coming and serving us even on the days you're tired, even on the days you had a tough week. Thank you for showing up for our babies and for our kids and for our teens. Thank you for paying our bills on time, month in and month out. Thank you for communicating what's going on in uh, every week, making sure that when we show up to volunteer, we are coordinated to volunteers. Again, more thank you than it is dollars for hours. And here's what we found. When we say no to those small stipends, we end up losing consistency that keeps our community healthy. So, we are not behind by a huge amount. It's not a big number. If all the households were to divvy up the shortfall, it'll be about $30 per month per household. That is less than going out to dinner. Now, some could do that and some cannot. Some can do more, others could do less. Also, we did have some pandemic not comebackers, but we also had some since pandemic comers. Human nature being what it is though, new people take some time to begin to feel an ownership stake in a community. They walk in the door and they can't help but see they, because they made this happen. And it takes a while to realize that they is actually just us. And it takes an even longer time to start to feel a financial ownership stake in the community. So here's my ask today. Ongoing givers, would you take a look at your giving and ask yourself if you could adjust by some number or by some percentage? And not yet ongoing givers, if Common Thread has become a spiritual home for you, would you consider taking a financial ownership stake in the community? That's my ask. Here's my hope. My hope is that this part is easy. 
my hope is that we easily absorb the move and that we easily absorb renormalizing giving after the pandemic. My hope that this is easy is because I'm also looking at our long-term future. In the fall, <coughs> if we have handled this shortfall easily, I would like to talk to you about Common Thread five years from now. Because five years from now, Doug will no longer be the primary leader of Common Thread. And I think Common Thread is a thing that we want to give to our children and to our grandchildren. I see a few things that I think will be essential for that transition to go well. Mostly, I see a more fully developed children and teen program. And it is no surprise what that's going to mean. We have gifted people. We're going to need to buy some people's time. That's the primary thing that's going to be an expense is buying people's time. But I do believe <coughs> the long-term well-being of our community will be determined by decisions that we make pretty soon primarily about our children and our teens. However, we can't even talk about that yet. We can't talk about that until we absorb the move, until we normalize our post-pandemic finances. So that's about as straight as I know how to put it. You know now where we are. You know what happens or doesn't happen next. And in a moment, I'm going to open the floor uh, for us to ask, what are you thinking? But first, let's do this. Let's dismiss the folks who are online. If you would, please put your hand on your heart. Now, let's remember as we go that we are, every one of us, every one of us carries the indwelling divine. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, they are in us because we are all, every one of us carries the divine breath. And if you would, extend your other hand to our city. And let's take what's in us and let's look for opportunities to give it away to the people that we live and work and go to school with, looking for opportunities to repair and heal our worlds. Amen. God bless you all. You are dismissed. By the way, if you want to donate, go to our website, donate at the top of the button. All right. That's it, folks. What are you thinking about? If these recordings help you move forward on your spiritual journey, we hope you'll take an ownership stake in the community and support the health and well-being of the community. Go to our website, commonthreadchurch.org. The donate button is right there on the top. Thank you.